Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. What's up, Gypsy gang? We're back for another episode of Gypsy Tales Podcast. And uh, I guess you could call this a little bit of a bonus episode uh, Brian Deegan joined us in the US studio to record an episode of Gypsy Tales, which was absolutely epic. Uh, but before that, he actually had Danger Boy, Hayden Deegan, and Daxton Bennick with him. Uh, those boys have been training together flat out, which is it's really cool in itself. Like they're going to be probably each other's main competition going forward into their pro careers. Uh, and a lot of times you see guys that are young rivals in motocross they don't necessarily hang out together as friends um they got completely different sponsors uh, they both ride for ktm but one's monster one's red bull um and they don't let any of that stuff get between them they're just a couple of really good friends that love riding their bike so uh we spoke with hayden first and then daxon came on second uh and then we got into the Deegan interview so it's pretty cool man i'm a i'm a fan of danger boy um and man, it was, uh, yeah, it was cool just to, to get to have a little bit of a chat and, uh, and the same with Dax. And so, uh, I definitely think this won't be either of these guys last appearance on the podcast. Um, and yeah, go give them both a follow if you don't already on Instagram, uh, enjoyed this episode with these boys. Before we get into this episode though, just got to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, we're brought to you by the guys at MX Store. You can head to mxstore.com.au for all of your dirt bike parts and accessories. Man, I uh, will be doing my best to build, I guess, what you would call a race bike for this whole Manjimup 15,000 uh, that we're going to drive 4,000 kilometers to. So I can guarantee you that MX Store will be copying a flogging in the next couple of weeks as we get ready for that uh my last purchase from mx store was an airbox cover for the ktm um for washing i, I broke my last one so that was my last order uh i got that from mxstore.com.au uh, i did the click and collect because i'm lucky enough to live here in burley uh, but if you're not a burley local or a southeast queensland local and you can't get into their burley warehouse uh, you can just head to mxstore.com.au if you order before 2 p.m on a weekday you'll get same day shipping we're also brought to you by the guys at boost mobile you can head to boost.com.au for Australia's best prepaid service provider, they've been a supporter of this show for a long time now, uh, and it's been what I've used ever since I've moved back from the US, and uh, 
zero complaints. It's the best coverage in Australia. Their data plan, their data packages are the best in Australia, in my opinion, as well. Boost.com.au. We're also brought to you by the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co. You can head to rivalincdesignco.com. I've got a new livery coming uh, for the 350. Pretty excited about that. I've actually been working on a few little projects that will, I'm sure, reveal in good time with the guys at Rival. Man, I'm just always so blown away by their designers, how on point they are with everything that they do. Um, head to rivalincdesignco.com. Check out their latest stuff. Uh, Quality is insane. Designs are insane. These guys uh, lead the way, in my opinion. Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Fist Handwear. You can head to fisthandwear.com. Use the code GYPSYGANG to get 20% off. That 20% off code is also going to work at Dixon Flannel. Uh, pretty sure, yeah, I was wearing a Dixon Flannel in this interview. Um, DixonQuality.com.au. Use that same code to get yourself 20% off or 15% off. Um, and yeah, we're also brought to you by the guys at Crick's Tweed, crickstweed.com.au, uh, for any new or used car, really, uh, obviously I choose to drive the Mitsubishi Triton, that thing's dope, uh, as a daily driver and as a track car, um, but you can call Kyle, he will get you dialed with whatever it is that you need for wheels. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast, uh, not sure when... The uh, general Brian Deegan podcast will be dropping probably in the next couple of days. Want to get this one out first. Give the boys a bit of shine, the young lads. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. And we'll see you all uh, very soon for more of the Gypsy Tales podcast. Dude, I'm a big fan of Danger Boy. You got you got a 30 year old <laughs> dude, uh, pretty invested in your uh, in your ride and racing, bro. Yeah, thank you. What's it uh What's it like, kind of? I mean, I guess you don't know any different, but has it been something that you've kind of you can see now that you're like, oh wow, this whole like YouTube thing's getting bigger, the whole Danger Boy thing's getting bigger, and your riding, like you're backing up the riding. Is it kind of crazy to watch like how everything's happening for you at the moment? Yeah, everything's getting more serious now. It's a, a lot of training, a lot of gym work. So everything is kind of coming to play now. And uh, it, it's the, the thing that I like about you from just watching the content that you guys put out. Uh, and it's a thing a bunch of people have said to me about your stuff is that you look like you're having a lot of fun still. Yeah, I do enjoy training and uh, riding. It's uh, I have a good mental status. You know, I like racing, obviously, and training, but and I have a good mental status where I always want to win, so I always train the hardest. What um, what sort of stuff like uh, teaches you about that mental side? Because I'm definitely super into that. Um, I don't know. I I I don't listen to much motivational stuff, but I listen to some of it, so that kind of gets me going. But uh, I don't know. It just I, I, since I was little, I've always wanted to win, so that's yeah. kind of motivated me to bring it on, you know? What um, what motivational stuff do you watch and listen to? I don't even... It's more like a, to be a champion type motivational speeches, you know? Like, harsh, you're the champion, you got to put in the work type motivation. Yeah. Do you, um, do you have anybody in particular that you've watched? Like, I mean, dude... 
Conor McGregor in his prime, some of the motivational stuff that he talks about, some of his interviews. Like, is there anybody that you look at where you're like, oh, man, I just, that's my guy? Uh, no, not really, to be honest. I'm kind of, I don't really watch too many motivational speeches from anyone popular. It's just more on some Spotify stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, no podcast? Not a podcast, dude? No, I don't really listen to podcasts much, nope. <laughs> I, I listen to my music, but that's about it. Um, so, the the last lot of stuff that I really watched of, of you was Texas. And dude, do you feel like you were kind of like really on point in Texas? Because, man, I watched some of your motos and I was like, damn, th- this is like really legit oh yeah definitely I definitely put in the work before though and I came in confident that I was uh put in enough work where I was going to be able to win so basically just put the hammer down and just focused and was able to put it down that um that track's pretty sick too huh oh yeah that track's pretty good it gets really rough though so you definitely have to get some good technique and figure out your line choice pretty good so it was definitely really rough there's two tracks we went to first track was underground that track was actually super cool because there's some pretty big jumps so toss a few fat whips and during the moto which was pretty fun you know and there's good breathing time when you got some big jumps so that was underground was pretty good and then i went to freestone that track's more technical you know you got you got a lot of little jumps but it's more technical rough inside rollers deep ruts so that kind of tires you out quicker but i was in good shape so didn't really tire me out that much so i um i'm friends with you remember ben townley remember him from back in the day like battling with villapoto and stuff no might be, might, yeah might be pretty pretty young for, i'd probably yeah he'd be pretty pretty young for bt but he um he's from new zealand and he's got a a kid levi who's like he's kind of killing it in new zealand and he wants to like go over to america eventually and, and sort of do what you're trying to do and it was funny bt saying that like he's worried about levi over training and he's only 11 because he's like so obsessed with training and so obsessed with winning um and then he's looking at it as like a guy that was pro and he's like oh dude at some point you get over the train and you've got to like manage it uh but then he looks at how keen levi is to train and he's like man you just can't stop him and i kind of get that same vibe from you these days like i see all the stuff that your dad puts on um his story of like you prepping the track at seven in the morning before school and doing your soupy motos and stuff like that dude i think it's so cool to see someone that's your age that's so committed to what they want to do in the future and you know like it's easier for us like older guys to be like oh man you know you might burn out you might be overtraining, you might do this but in the moment like watching you guys it seems like you really just love what you do so much and it's so cool yeah it is a uh, super fun doing all that and i do enjoy going on the tractor and stuff and prepping my own tracks but it's all a mindset and it's all how, about how bad you want to win so you got to put your head towards it and do what you got to do yeah dude no for sure but i mean do can you see like the level that you're at now can you see kids that say they want to win but then you're like oh dude you say you want to win but you're not acting like me in terms of how bad you want to win you know 
Yeah, definitely. I always see people, you know, I want to win this, I want to win that, but, like, you can tell that they're not putting in the work as much as uh, they should be, you know, and I like to see, I don't know, I see people train, you know, and I'd like to train a little bit harder, do a little extra than them, so I'm just a little bit ahead. Yeah. No, honestly, dude, it's a it's a real cool mindset, and, man, I'm I'm jealous of it because I didn't have that mindset when when I was your age and it's like it's a weapon man it's a secret weapon that you've got uh and you look at a guy like Cooper Webb he's gonna win the 450 championship and he kind of had that that same mentality you know yeah he definitely surrounded himself by winners and then kind of adapted to that so it's all who you surround yourself around with um do you have any favorite riders in particular that you really look look at in terms of Maybe, maybe like just the mental side. Like, who are the dudes where you're like, man, that guy's a G. Definitely, definitely Cooper. He's came, he's came a, a long way with his mindset from uh, to winning. You know, and uh, I don't know. I definitely say Cooper would be at the top right there, but that's all I could think of really. And maybe uh, Roxon. Yeah. But he kind of cracks towards the end a little, but he has a good mindset. And what about um, what about technique? Who are the dudes, even if they don't win, who are the guys that you think ride the bike the best? 100% rocks, and, you know, he stands halfway through his corners, almost 75% with his corners, and it's just so flowy, so smooth. And he's always got that little edge on everyone coming through those turns, so i definitely say rocks with the technique. So what do you think, uh, why, do you, why do you think he has that kind of technique over other people? Like, do you think maybe a bit of the Europe thing or? Yeah, I'd, I didn't really watch much of his, like, uh, outdoor Europe racing, but definitely looking at those tracks, it probably, tech, like, technique, you had to have it really good. So he probably got it from there, you know, standing through those long ruts around those long yeah. sweepers. So it probably adapted to that in Supercross, you know, just standing through all those ruts and corners, which has really helped him. Yeah, yeah. Have you um the the one two five on Supercross? I mean, there's probably not that many people in the world <laughs> right now that are doing motos on a Supercross track on a one two five. What's um what's that been like for you? Yeah, definitely bringing back the old style, right? You know, one twenty five back in the yeah. days. So it's definitely pretty cool to ride a one twenty five on a Supercross track. We got that thing, a uh, lot of bottom end, so I can clip here. Uh, clear the triples you know out of those turns you gotta have a lot of bottom end so we uh geared it all right and uh get those rhythms good what are you going back and watching old school footage of 125 supercross main events and seeing what these guys are doing because it's kind of weird because like the style of riding has changed since people were on those bikes now but i'm sure you could probably still go back and kind of look at it yeah, definitely. You go back and watch the Supercross tracks were so much different. It was like yeah. no, the rhythms weren't really like how they are now. I have to get everything perfect. It was just like kind of just sent it. Really, those guys were like endo in and kind of Uncle Ronnie style out there. But definitely got to clean everything up now that you're on a 125 on these Supercross tracks. And especially those things aren't 100%. You don't like get that four stroke feel injected. So you definitely got to be smart with uh, what you're doing. Yeah. And so it's obviously a long-term play for you to be riding a 125 in Supercross because obviously, like, you're not going to race a 125 in Supercross. So, like, in your mind, what's the benefits of riding a 125 so much now in Supercross? Yeah, honestly, I'm not even racing the 125 that much either at the Nationals. Obviously, at Loretta's, I'll race my Super Mini, 
and because I'm aged for that. But 125, I'm just using it to get uh, used to the chassis and on Supercross, you know, the bigger bike and those rhythms. I feel like Super Mini is so small, you can kind of throw it wherever you want. The 125, you're getting used to like getting it sideways to those rhythms and getting everything, you know, clean, perfect, and getting used to the whoops with the bigger wheels, definitely. So 125 has just helped me uh, adapt to the 250 once I get onto it. Yeah, dude, I rode a 125, so I, I ride a 350. And uh, and one of the boys that, that works here, he's got a Husky 150. And I rode that thing on the weekend after coming off my uh, off my 350. And I was like, oh, dude, I actually suck at motocross. Yeah, it's definitely a whole whole different world when you're on a two-stroke. Definitely works your body a lot more than having that power, you know, just easy. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like, I mean, especially me just going from a 350 to a 150, I just noticed how much lazier I could be on a four-stroke. So in your, like, where you're at in your development of, you know, wanting to, like, get better and progress for this big picture goal of, like, being a Supercross champ, it's pretty cool that you're so committed to, you know, doing the harder thing. Like riding a one, two, five is harder right now than if you just rode a two fifty F, right? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. It's definitely one twenty five is the size of the two fifty. Pretty close. I'm pretty sure almost the same exactly, but it's just a whole different power range, you know, from not having as much torque to like always having to be on the throttle and flowing everywhere and getting your shifts quick because those things run out of gear really quick. So like uh, getting your shifts quick will help you on the 250. You know, always being in the right gear. Yeah. What um what has been the? I mean, you've kind of always rode Supercross, but I feel like nowadays it looks like you guys are focusing more on it. Is that definitely more fun for you than motocross, or like where you at in terms of like the motocross Supercross deal? Um. Yeah. Definitely. I kind of based my schedule off riding Supercross and Motocross during the week. Either Supercross one day, maybe two days every here and there. But uh, if you think about it, when you go pro, you're obviously going to be half the season on Supercross and the other half on Motocross or whatever it is. How they schedule it. But it's definitely good to get the practice in now and be ahead of the game. And yeah. Yeah. No. I think it's. Um. Yeah. I think it's awesome, dude. Have you. Um. Have you got any cool stuff coming up? Uh on the youtube channel or are you guys do you guys plan much of that stuff out or is it just pretty much like on the fly you guys are just wherever you're at whatever you're doing they're just filming around like you in grind mode yeah technically i have the camera following me everywhere at the track so it kind of goes wherever i go but uh yeah so whenever i'm at every track there's always a camera guy filming so it's wherever i go technically they just follow me we, we don't really plan much but only thing we ever like plan to film is if we do any collabs with any popular people, you know. But yeah. mainly, it's follow me everywhere I go. What's uh? Has it been cool to to see how much that's grown over the last couple of years? Yeah, it's cool to bring a big channel to the motocross industry and just have a big family towards YouTube. But yeah, it's brought a lot of younger motocross kids together, so it's always cool going to the track and they're like, know who you are. Like, yeah, I watch your YouTube channel, so it's always pretty cool. Man, I, I'm not sure if you would be old enough to, f or like, not old enough, but I'm not sure if you would fully understand, like, how important it is what you're doing with the YouTube channel. Like, there'd be so many kids, dude, that would be asking their parents for dirt bikes because of you and your brother. And, man, from yeah, the motocross... Yeah. Oh, sorry, you go, bro. 
Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I have, like, kids come up to me or parents are like, we just bought a dirt bike because you had a guy at the gym, just, you know, a random kid, and I think he plays football or something. And his dad was like, yeah, I just bought a pit bike because I just watched your guys' channel, so I bought a dirt bike. And I was like, dang, that's pretty cool, you know. People are obviously buying dirt bikes and stuff because they watch the channel, so that's super sweet. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, this is the reason to have, the reason, like, KTM would give you a motorcycle is so that other people would see you ride it and then want to buy a motorcycle. And it's like, you guys are doing that on this extremely large scale. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I think that um, it's just, uh, it's really important what you guys do. And I mean, it's cool because you're just being yourself. It's not like, you know, like you said, you just got a camera following you around the races. You don't have to be this different person. You don't have to do anything different. Like you can just inspire these kids and not not even kids dude like older guys as well and you can inspire those people to ride and it's like that's the goal of the whole motocross industry and people try really hard to do that and you get to have that influence by just being yourself it's it's a real special thing that that you guys have have got going yeah it's super cool you know it's definitely crazy how it brings everyone in motocross together and even people from outside of motocross that want to get a dirt bike. So it's definitely an advantage for a KTM. Yeah. And dude, I I want to be at your first Supercross race just to see the people that show up at your pits. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm excited. I can't wait for that first race, you know. Hopefully we can come out there swinging and hopefully win the first one. That would be my goal. So we'll have to pit in the work. Do you um do you remember the first Supercross race you ever went to? Uh, it would have been ages ago, you know, probably Anaheim. Yeah. Supercross, but long, maybe even when I raced the KTM Junior Challenge might have been the first time I've ever went. And yeah, I was like really. Six, seven, maybe. No way! Yeah. That's so crazy, huh? Yeah, it is crazy to think that you were going that long ago. Yeah, yeah, and I mean the time goes quick, huh? Yeah, it's crazy, you know, uh, from little bikes to big bikes, you know, you think, oh, can't wait to get on a 250, and then you get, and then once you get on that 250, it's just all the way until probably 20-something, and then you get on that 450, hopefully get your championships in 250, and then go succeed in 450 as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you, so do you know in your head when you think you're going to do Supercross? Like, have you got it in your mind, like your plan? Yeah, definitely you sit down at the team and schedule your future plan out, right? So mm. I'd say it'd be 17 to 18 years old would be my Supercross debut because 16, I'm probably, I'm 15 right now. So I'm going to get on a 250 after Loretta's, which is uh, July, August yeah. is when Loretta's finishes. So I get on a 250 after there and then do 250B mod my first year and then go pro. So I'll probably be racing pro like amateurs at 17 maybe end of 16 and then obviously and then do a mix in a few supercross races with that as well you mm. know every here and there but i didn't want i want to come in swinging you know so probably be 18 when i fully commit to my first uh season of pro that's super cool man and so you guys have got this really cool platform you've got the Deegan 38 thing you've got all your own sponsors you got all your own deal do you want to get a factory ride or do you want to make your own team dig in 38 and and win as like a family like you guys always have oh no definitely definitely want to go with the factory route like uh 
the, the cameras and everything's cool, but like when I gotta put down my put down my championship stuff, it's focus time and not worry about filming and stuff and just put the grind down. So obviously for a team and yeah. Well, dude, it's super cool, man, and uh, and we'll get we'll get uh, we'll get Dax on um, real quick before we get get your dad. Right. But uh, hey, I got the feeling that we're probably gonna do this a few more times um, in the future, man. So I. Um, I appreciate uh, the effort that you put into motocross. I appreciate all of the uh, of the things that you do for the community on a whole. Um, even though, like we said, it's just you being yourself and doing your thing. But um, yeah, you inspire a lot of people, man. Uh, and I think it's a really cool thing that you should be proud of. And uh, not a lot of people um, your age get the opportunity to um, to inspire people the way that you do. So I'm real real grateful for you, dude. Yeah, thank you for having me on, too. No, I appreciate it, bro. I'll talk to you soon. All right, later. <laughs> what it do, G? What's up? How are you, brother? Not much. What's going on? You uh, you been putting in some motos today or what? Yeah, I just went to Paul today, so I rode State Fair yesterday, but just trying to get the hang of these tracks, but I'm having fun. So you're an East Coast kid, right? Yeah, yep. Whereabouts in the East Coast are you from? Uh, North Carolina. Oh, sick. Okay. Um, so how long did you just come out just to just to ride with uh, with Hayden? Yeah, so then KTM wanted me to come out to ride Supercross for them. And I think not this Monday, but the next, I have a Fox photo shoot too. Oh, sick. So, so it all worked out. Yeah, so you've uh, you fully got the wheels turning on this uh, this whole motocross career of yours, huh? Yeah, yep. So I think it was three, four months ago with the KTM Red Bull thing, and uh, then I got on Fox right after that. So it's it's cool, and I'm digging the 250. What's it like to to have? You would have had an idea in your head, right, of like, I could get on like this team and I could get a Red Bull deal and I could get like you kind of, you know, even just a few months ago, you'd have these like things that are on the horizon as goals for you. And now they're actually happening. What's it like to be right in the middle of the things that you wanted to have happen happen? Yeah. So before Loretta's, I was, I got hurt and then barely made Loretta's and came out and got second. So I think a lot of people were surprised from that, and then it was in 250B limited. But and then kind of I don't know the I, the plan was to be on the TLD team, and then it switched up, went to Gas Gas. So then they kept me on the KTM thing. So I was always that was be way cooler to be on the Red Bull KTM thing. But I didn't know if it was going to happen, and then it happened, and it was like now it's so cool to be on the team, and it's time to go to work. Yeah, and and is that like uh, is that pretty much where the mentality is at? Where you're like, oh damn, okay, I actually got what I wanted. Now I better uh, now I better do the, do what I said I was gonna do. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you and Hayden are full homies, but you guys compete against each other. You're gonna be trying to win the same championships as pros. Like a lot of time guys that are like that they're not really friends they don't really want to hang out and like the parents don't really like each other there's like a lot of that kind of stuff going on but you and Hayden seem to be the exact opposite right yeah we're cool I mean 
I raced, I've kind of raced them my whole life, and then I got on 250, and we haven't raced in a while, but it's coming back to where we'll be racing soon again, but we've always been friends, even when we were racing, so, yeah. What do you reckon, what do you reckon that is, or, like, why do you think that is, um, when, you know, a lot of other people, they just don't really like each other, or don't really want to hang, or don't really, you know? Uh, I don't know. I've never really been like, I don't even have really enemies. I don't, Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm pretty much friends with everyone, even in my class. So I don't know some people, and it could be like the racing thing. They get into it or whatever, then kind of sets the bad vibe, but it's always been pretty good for me. Um, is this your first time out in California, like riding and spending a bunch of time or? Um, every year they, the orange brigade thing that come out to do the camp, but I came for the Cal Classic, and then this is my, I think that was six or seven months ago, maybe longer, but, but yeah, it's like my probably seventh or eighth time out here. Yeah, and what do you, do you like the, the tracks and the, the riding and the training out, out in California? Uh, it's different. I mean, I love my track at home, but like my track's super deep, and these tracks are kind of skatey, they have rocks on them, and it's it's harder to used to it took it actually still taking time to get comfortable but i'm getting there and like when i came the first time i raced out here it wasn't good like yeah. I, I didn't ride great i was kind of like timid and because the tracks are so fast so it took some time but i'm i feel a lot better this time have you got your own track and stuff set up at home huh yeah yeah i got a supercross and a sand track and then an outdoor track damn dude that's the setup right there yeah, it's fun, and I have a pit bike track too. But <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. How long? Uh, how long have you been riding Supercross for? And like, is it? Have you noticed these days that like kids your age are getting more and more and more into Supercross earlier? Yeah, definitely. And it, but the thing is, it's Supercross tracks are kind of most of them are private too, so not everyone has access to them. But I've been riding Supercross for so long, like. I had a Supercross track, I think, when I was only 65, and it wasn't, like, fully Supercross, but I've rode it along. I like it. I like Supercross way better. I like yeah. it. The whoops are kind of hard, but I'm getting better at them. Yeah, okay. And and so, like, how do you learn to ride Supercross? Uh, I don't know. Like, I've always rode it so much, and it's almost, it feels kind of natural. I would way rather ride it, and my timing's pretty good, so, I mean... The only thing I struggle with is whoops. They're they're pretty technical. Yeah, yeah. And who are you looking at right now to try and figure that stuff out? Um, well, Henry Miller lives at my house, and he's he's definitely helped me a lot. But I look up to like Cooper Webb and stuff. You know, he had some really good. So yeah, I, I feel like there's those guys really. I feel like there's probably better dudes you could look at in the whoops than Coop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Malcolm. <laughs> nah, I mean, who's Robson, been? Yeah, yeah, dude, r- man, Kenny and like Jet, dude. He's I feel like Jet's that. probably well, especially on a two fifty. Jet, Christian, Craig, like, were you watching Supercross live when uh, on this weekend with like the practice from Salt Lake? Mm, I don't think so. No. Oh, dude, Co- uh, f- um, Christian Craig absolutely blew past everybody in the whoops first lap of practice this last weekend man like that dude has it figured out when it comes to whoops and same with jet 
Yeah, I was at. I actually went to the '83. To I rode Supercross there, and that's the one thing that was crazy. He comes into him so fast, and even but, the corner before it. I mean, he's on the gas. Yeah. Well, have you heard Jet say that he's in fifth gear when he's hitting whoops? Mm, I he didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, dude. So he's hitting whoops in fifth gear every time. Yeah, that's wild. I've never heard. I didn't even. I've never heard anyone say that. Yeah. So he said. He said that he shifts from fourth to fifth around the second or third whoop. That's wild. Yeah, I've never heard that. <laughs> it's so gnarly. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. When he when he told me that, that's I was just crazy. like, I was like, I don't know about that, man. I mean, it works for you, but I don't <laughs> think that I got that ever. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I've and. I know a couple of people told me to shift in the whoop sometimes, but that's I haven't done that yet. That seems pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, you still got time. We should play it safe for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Uh, well <laughs> so what? Um, so what's the goals coming up? Um, coming up for this season? Um, and then what's in your head? Like, do you have a roadmap to go on pro? Um. So I guess the next really big race is Loretta. There's not really anything. I guess Mammoth is before that, but. I might end up doing that, but I don't know. We've talked about getting my points at Minios and going pro then, or it just, I think it just depends how I do and be and see if I want to go to A and then pro or straight pro. I mean, it just depends. I do feel really comfortable on Supercross though. Yeah. Has, um, has this new generation of guys, like, you know how it sort of seems like dudes are doing better younger in Supercross? Is that does that like play in your head now? Do you uh, do you consider going pro earlier because of how much success other guys have it? Yeah, and I got on the two fifty pretty early too. I got on it at fourteen, so I like it a lot too. It fits me good. Yeah, you look like you're pretty tall. Yeah, yeah, I'm like five eleven. Yeah, right. And how old are you? Fifteen. Yep. Yeah. yeah okay. 15. Yeah, you could end up. You could end up like AP style yeah <laughs> do you do you watch like when you're a taller guy and you're looking at technique and stuff do you try and watch other tall dudes or do you just try and take stuff from everybody uh i just try and take stuff from everybody i know i'm kind of taller but I try to take stuff from everybody you know because ken's really smooth and does everything kind of perfect but coop's more like attacking yeah yeah like he's just like mentally got like that crazy edge huh yeah, definitely. Well, man, thanks so much for uh, for hanging. It was uh, it was definitely cool. I I feel like uh, I feel like yeah, we'll probably be doing one of these at some point in person. Um, you'll probably be like winning some West Coast Lights races and stuff. And uh, and, uh, and yeah, so thanks thanks heaps for coming on, dude. And uh, it was really cool to meet you and chat. Yeah, it was cool to meet you. Thank you. No worries, brother. Papa Brian Deegan. <laughs> yeah there are uh, there's the kids that's some that's some good kids man <laughs> yeah it's oh it's a good sport right keeps i don't know it keeps you busy it keeps the kids busy where they don't have a lot of time to do much else one two three four those are numbers but you already knew that if you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car use kelly blue book my wallet on auto trader they're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.